Welcome to season two of the Ublong podcast by Faith Young Adults, where no matter who you are, where you're from, or what you've done, you belong. I'm your host, Braden Benvenuti. Let's get real. Welcome back to the You Belong podcast. My name is Braden, your host. So excited to be on for another episode. We're in the new year now, and I have with me a very special guest. The first time on the recording only version of the You Belong podcast, we have. What's up, guys? My name is Elam Frakes. Um, Boom. Yeah. Elam, excited to have you on here. Glad to be here. If you don't know who Elam is, you need to get to know Elam because. The man's awesome. So, Elam, for those who don't know you, maybe take a minute, tell them who you are, what you do, maybe an interesting fact about yourself. Oh, boy. So, um, yeah, my name's Elam. I've been coming to faith for around four, four and a half years now. Um, I have served on the youth team for the majority of that. Um, cafe team, you may have seen me whipping some coffee up oh, yeah. in the mornings on Sundays. Um, interesting fact, I guess, my career, I'm a nurse in the ER, I love it, super passionate about that, um, it's kind of crazy sometimes, but that's, that's where my heart is, and that's kind of a ministry Lord, the Lord's called me into, and so I'm thankful for that, I'm thankful to be here. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Elam, was, he went through the School of Ministry here at Faith Church with me, that was back in 2019 to 2020, yeah. which is now like two years ago, which is insane. Uh, but that was a, a very difficult time. Yep. We both were working jobs, doing the school ministry, serving this and that, very busy time, but I feel like it both uh, shaped and molded us sure. to now, and now we both are in full-time jobs, and Elam's crushing it uh, as a nurse, helping people, using his gifts to do that. So if you don't know Elam, he's about 6'6", six, six. you can't miss him, long, beautiful hair, it's like dirty blonde. He's going for the surfer look. And so if you don't know him, he's at Faith Church pretty much every Sunday. And so if you go here, meet him. He's cool, cool to talk to, and he's he basically will do anything for you. Great friend Elam is. So I'm super excited to have him on here. And that's a little bit about Elam. So now you know kind of a snapshot um, of who he is. Uh, so how long, I don't know if you said this, how long you've been going to Faith Church? About four years. Four years, Okay. Pretty similar to me because we, mm-hmm. we started going around the same time. Yeah. I remember we met in Spanish yes. class Spanish. back Yay. at the University of North Alabama, Roar Lions. Come on. Spanish, I think it was 101. It was. was the first class. Was, you know, learning hola. Yes, yes. <laughs> Buenos dias. I'm one and only. <laughs> that was a long time ago. But we met there. Then we connected when we both came uh, to church. And we also uh, spent a whole summer together yes. um, doing kind of like a discipleship program for like yeah. nine weeks in Panama City Beach. I mean, where else would you want to learn about God? Hey, come on. The beach. So me and Elam go way back. Excited to have him on. We're going to be talking about Passion Conference. So Passion. we just got back uh, probably it's around two weeks ago now, I guess. Just a little week, under two weeks. Week ago, was it? Was well, it? it was January 2nd and oh, 3rd. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been yeah. about like 10 days. Um, so just want to let Elam, you know, and I'll speak a little bit, too, about uh, just testimony about Passion Conference. Um, if you don't know what Passion Conference is, 
It's a, um, a huge young adult conference held at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, there was about 50 to 60,000 18 to 25 year olds. And there's basically a big handful of speakers, um, pastors that are given a message, different worship teams come in to lead worship and just a, a two-day event to worship the Lord, learn more about him and connect with, with other young adults from the country. There was a, there was people from every state in America, all 50 states, and 41 countries were represented. That That's insane to me. And so we're going to talk about what Passion Conference was like, um, what it was leading up to it, and we're going to be going again next year. And so if you're listening to this and you're you're interested in going with us, um, hit me up, hit up our Instagram. Um, we will be going next year. So super excited. So first question, Elam, about Passion Conference was, uh, I know we had a conversation and uh, leading up to it. And so maybe share kind of what your feelings, thoughts were uh, leading up to the conference um, and what kind of you, you wanted and expected out of the two days. Yeah, so um, Passion 2022, that was my first passion experience I have wanted to go for many years I mean it's, it's life has just never allowed it but I was determined when Braden opened the opportunity for a group of us to go um, I knew right away that it was definitely something that I wanted to do I was very thankful to have the opportunity um, but yeah leading up to passion I guess the week before as Braden said it being my first time I was excited for the passion experience um, I say that with excitement uh just getting to go getting to be in the house the worship i knew was going to be great the word was going to be great i knew um the speakers that were going to be there all were well known um and super super pumped to go um as far as life goes just leading up to passion i know it was a much needed place for me something that i needed personally in my walk um but we can get into that, I'm sure, later with some other questions. But leading up to Passion, I was super excited to go, um, super grateful for the opportunity, was excited to meet the people at the church that I didn't know that was going in FYA. Um, and it was cool just getting to see us kind of hit it off really quick. And so that was that was cool. Um, that four-hour car ride, I know we mentioned it when we got there. It was like yeah. I didn't even realize we were already there because we were just all kind of hanging out and having a good time on the way but mm-hmm. um but yeah so cool yeah so like you said it was a four-hour car ride we we rode a 15 passenger van i drove it that's my first time driving 15 passenger van um and it was it was a trip we survived we did we survived didn't kill anybody it was a good time and yeah i feel like the trip went by very quickly on the way there um just because everybody was was excited talking and uh really just getting to know everybody because the group we took wasn't really it was kind of a bunch of people that don't yeah. don't hang out a lot yep. so we all got to be in the same same van for a long time and played some games some games cool. that i introduced what didn't go too well <laughs> uh <laughs> but had had a good time and and so yeah i mean i feel like uh we were all excited to to go we're we're expectant for you know god to speak to us and um i know elam you you needed it like you said you, you needed this time because what's good about a retreat or a conference like this that's somewhere else, you know, that's like overnight, you're, you're kind of removing yourself yeah. from your regular environment, um, from where you're at, from work, from at yeah. home, family, friends, whatever. And you're like, okay, I'm going 
to this place strictly like to worship God, to hear from God. Yeah. And I think there's something special when you when you do that. It's like I'm setting this side of time for him. And so when you do that, I think God always it does something at for least. Sure. He might not speak super clear to you or anything, but something's gonna happen in your heart or yeah. mind yeah. or anything. So very good trip. I wanna go back already. For sure. Um, so there was I don't even know how many probably like around 10 speakers, maybe, uh, different leaders, pastors, basically across the country. I don't know. So, Elam, who is your favorite speaker at Passion? Or maybe favorite two speakers, three so, speakers, whatever you got. Um, I'll do a favorite couple. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Ben Stewart, his message, I think, kind of resonated more with me in like personal life um he talked a lot about like the anxieties of life and how he approached that on one hand to the world side and then on the other hand um how he approached that with scripture and how he battled that with scripture um so a couple of things he said that um really kind of stuck out to me was he talked about a lot about distractions and what distractions can lead to and how distractions affect us and um, something he said um, that kind of was a big takeaway from him um, at the beginning of his message. He mentioned how we have an enemy, and um, the enemy's strategy, it's not to convince us that God isn't good or that his word isn't true. Um, he's just going to distract us. He's going to do everything mm-hmm. he can to not necessarily try to convince us that those things aren't true, but how can he prevent us from thinking about that? How can he flood our minds, flood our thoughts, flood our lives with um, just ways to to throw us off from believing that and, and knowing that that's true and clinging to that and applying that. Um, but he was probably one of the the biggest, I think, knowing that what I was looking for, what I expected and what I hoped for going into passion, I think I definitely got that from Ben's message. Mm-hmm. Just kind of gaining that knowledge and that weapon on how to just combat anxieties and, and what that looks like. And um, a challenge that he gave at the end of his message, um, he, he said something that he applied to his life that he uses. He said, Scripture before social media, and I know I'm guilty as to speaking to myself. Mm-hmm. Um, first thing I do when I wake up, I grab my phone. Mm-hmm. I'm looking, who, who snapped me overnight? Who... Who texts me? Checking Instagram, checking yeah. checking Facebook, um, and that's that's not right in my mm-hmm. life. I shouldn't be doing that. Yeah, just for the sheer fact of I should be waking up, praying, thanking God for another day. Mm-hmm. I should be getting into a devotional, getting into the Word, um, playing worship music while I'm getting ready. Whatever it looks like in your life, whatever it looks like. But um, second part of that challenge was. Scripture more than social media. I'm not going to say social media is bad. I mean, there's definitely bad out there, but it it's still a good thing, mm-hmm. and it can be used for good. But um, something he said, Scripture more than social media, and that's another thing that I'm guilty for and should should definitely take away on work on, just screen time. That's a thing on your phone, and I'm not going to say <laughs> what mine is, but... Um, definitely shouldn't should have a lot more time in the word than i do on my phone or Mm -hmm. on social media or whatever the screen time looks like and so that was a big challenge for me and then 
for someone who likes to post a lot, um, pray before you post. And so how is this post reflecting me? How is this post reflecting Christ? Um, is it beneficial? Uh, who, who's it targeting? Who's it reaching? And so those three challenges, scripture before social media, scripture more than social media, and pray before you post, that's something that I wouldn't say a takeaway from his message was that he, he casted that challenge out to everyone, and that that's something that I definitely took and hit me. And so he'd probably be my favorite. Um, of course, Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow's great. Yeah. Never heard him speak before. I actually bought his book while we were there. Let's go. Um, but he was great. Uh, I'd say my second most impactful, and I'm sure Braden could would probably agree, and this might be one of his too, but Jenny Allen, she mm. was a first-time passion speaker. Whoa. I'd never heard of her before, but she come out, guns blazing, wasn't she, wasting she any wasn't time. She didn't care. <laughs> she just didn't care, and I, and I liked that. Like I liked the sense of urgency that she had just to present the gospel and mm-hmm. to, to lay it out there. Just um, She talked a lot about sin and weight and what that looks like and how that kind of how we carry that and how we um we look at that and just kind of suppress it and put it down put it back and how we allow the enemy to tell us that our sin in our life is just that like it's something to hold us back to Mm -hmm. to um keep us from from walking that that's what she mentioned just what if we all she was reading out of hebrews 12 and she was like what if we all just in a serious moment, like what if we all just, just throw off that, the weight and the sin, and we run the race that the Lord has set before us? And she was just like, what would it look like? What would that mm-hmm. look like in your life if you just seriously threw it all off, give it all to God as he tells us to, and run that race? And she um, asked the question, what if it, what would it look like if we tried to run that way, that race without throwing off the sin and the shame and the, the weight that we carry? Um, and that just kind of raised the question in my mind like what would my life look like if I would just do that do all that off like how how different would life look um, mm-hmm. if I just trusted him like threw it off and give it all to him and um she even mentioned at one point like she didn't even care for the time like she said I don't yeah. care about this 30 minutes like I'm here to let you know like mm-hmm. what if the Lord comes back in your time like yeah. in your day while you still have breath like what are you doing with that um and she kind of presented two ways that the enemy uses weight and sin um, to hold us back. That the first one, he she said, he lies and makes us love it. And she mentioned, if you're a true Christian, like if you're really a Christian, you should hate sin. You shouldn't be comfortable in it. Mm-hmm. And that's again, I'm preaching to myself here yeah. just as much as I am anybody. Um, but that that kind of hit. Like, what what are you doing with it? Like. Are you comfortable in sin, or do you hate it? And if you hate it, what are you doing to change it? If you're comfortable, you're, you're just kind of stuck there. You're mm-hmm. staying there. Yeah. And so the second um, thing that she mentioned, how the Lord uses that, is he hates us. Like, that's hate's a strong word, but the enemy hates us, and he wants to do anything he can um, to hold us back, to, to keep reminding us of the sin. And along with that sin, he uses shame, and he uses shame to— to kind of, she used the example of the milk crates. She built a wall. She had numerous milk crates um, on stage with her that she that was labeled some weight, some said weight, some said sin, and she built them up like a wall. And mm-hmm. she was like, "He hates us so much that he uses walls of shame to to kind of 
suppress that sin behind that wall. We may walk around the wall and life be great on the other side, but that that's, that guilt and that weight and that sin is still behind the wall. Mm-hmm. And then they use the shame to do that. And so that was kind of a big, um, big hit. Like, what am I doing? Like, what, mm-hmm. what, how am I using the word to combat the sin? Am I comfortable in that sin or am I trying to fight it? Like, um, and then at the end of her message, she kind of cast it out of vision and cast it out of task and she challenged us the whole room and like Braden said 50 to 60,000 young adults um, to let it go just to throw it off take your biggest weight your biggest sin the thing that you hold behind the wall that you could that the Lord uses I mean the, the enemy uses shame to to tell you that no one wants to hear that like if mm. you, you you express that you let that out like people's gonna shame you for it um she divided us up in the groups and just kind of was like, let it out there. Yeah. Let it go. And then she was like, and those of you that hear each other's, you're going to just tell them that no, no condemnation. There's mm-hmm. no condemnation. Yeah. I think, I think that was a big, a big thing. Um, and I know personally that that kind of brought a sense of freedom. And, mm-hmm. um, I know, um, without a doubt that there was a lot of freedom brought in the room. And I know that was, she was the one when she done that, um, just one of those things you had to see to had to be there for it. But for real? yeah, uh, the weather wasn't great while we were there, and I'm going somewhere with this. But she casted that vision. We got out in the groups, and we were kind of just sharing all this stuff with each other. People we didn't know, like in the group that I was with, there were I think three or four guys from I didn't even know where they were from, but they weren't with us. Yeah, but and that was cool. Just kind of her allowing us in that moment to one connect with people we didn't know that weren't with us and then two just kind of it, it lifted a weight like it, there was a mm-hmm. weight lifted and when she casted that vision and we done that she um the lot the way the light shined into the stadium it was just some, again something you had to see but yeah. you could just see the lord shining down like the lord was there the lord kind of um made his presence known i guess mm-hmm. for lack of a better term but it was so cool to see in that um but yeah, I guess that'd probably be my two most impactful. They were all great. There wasn't one that really I didn't dislike or mm-hmm. didn't really get. But um, those two kind of, I think, for my life, for me personally, were the most beneficial. And so, yeah, yeah for sure. That's awesome. Um, great testimony um, from hearing that because that you were right, Jenny Allen. Uh, I didn't know who she was either, um, but she was definitely my favorite uh, yeah. just because of that moment, like, literally all 50 to 60 however many thousands there were in that building we all grouped up into like like groups of like three to five or whatever it was some people had no idea who that person was some people obviously were with people they knew and we basically just confessed sin Mm -hmm. that we haven't like told anybody and it was a scary moment um i'm sure for a lot of people but um the sense of freedom that was in the room after that uh was impeccable and then like you said um there was literally through the window, like just a beam of yeah. sunlight coming through all the way into and the it was stadium. The timing wise, like it, yeah, perfect like, timing. Like, it was during that moment, yeah. and, uh, like over the course of two days, it could have mm-hmm. happened, and yep. that's when it did. Because on the first day, it was rainy, yes. cold, and then like cloudy, uh, overcast the whole day, and then uh, next day, um, it was very cold, cloudy in the morning, but then the sun ended up coming yeah. out at that moment, and so. Um, if you want to see it through a picture, just go to Passion Two Six Eight, that Instagram page, Passion Two Six Eight, and they put po- they've posted a ton of yeah. pictures from the conference, and 
um, I think there was one of those in there and it's super cool to see um, that kind of beam of light in the stadium and it was like you said like God was like that my stamp of approval yeah, basically yeah. on this moment kind of like hey I'm here freedom was was accessed definitely. in this moment so Jenny Allen definitely my favorite second favorite David Platt I yeah. loved him um, if you don't know David Platt he's a pastor of a church somewhere I think on the Birmingham really um, was it maybe, maybe. Not. Um, he's wrote a couple books David Platt super great speaker um, he used a ton of scripture in his message which mm-hmm. a lot of people don't do but it ended up going super well and it was super challenging and it was basically just like hey we need to get the gospel yeah out into the world <laughs> and so it was super challenging to me of like I have the ability to do that right here at home like I don't yeah. have to be like oh I have to go to x y and z across you know the country like no we can reach the people around us every day and exactly. so um great speakers all around great takeaways elam from those uh good hearing that and so yeah i mean like you said there was no speaker that i was like oh man that was terrible who are they <laughs> uh but they were all great they all definitely i feel like heard from the lord and it was something that everybody in the room needed to hear and i think every speaker spoke to at least someone in the yeah. room personally yeah for sure all right last question um elam what was so i know you just gave a lot of kind of response in and what you took away from some speakers but overall passion conference a whole two days what's something you know maybe god did in your life god spoke to you or kind of your biggest takeaway from the whole trip yeah, if you could so, encompass that um as I mentioned earlier, uh, Passion first year experience was super excited to go, um, and I think Passion has this label, not in a bad way, um, of being a big corporate worship session, um, mm-hmm. a big conference. That's literally what it's called. But um, and so going into that, I was excited for that, um, but I think something kind of coming out of Passion that. I hope to take with me in the new year, I guess you could say. It's mm-hmm. kind of cliche, but um, but just something that I hope to be able to apply that I don't think necessarily passion in a whole was targeted at this one thing, but it's kind of something that I think the Lord used passion and used um, just moments that I had while I was there. Um, while I love the corporate worship, um, and I loved passion. I loved the experience. I definitely can't wait to go back. I think it's just something that I think I need is more just personal worship, um, just kind of worship alone, like mm-hmm. at home yeah. when I'm stressed or when I'm kind of just there doing nothing or driving to work, driving home from work. Um, how am I using those alone? That that alone time? Am I listening to the radio? Am I listening to um, something on my phone am i talking on the phone what am i doing with Mm -hmm. that personal time um and i think for myself i don't use that personal time as my like alone time anywhere like nowhere near what i should um and i think again with passion being something that's labeled just a a corporate worship conference a corporate a big event like that um we kind of go into it with the corporate mindset corporate worship mindset um and 
I know I had to catch myself a lot of times, like reminding myself, like I'm not here for these worship bands. Yes, they're great. Mm-hmm. Yes, they're incredible. Maverick City, shout out to them. For real. Um, incredible. But like, I love those names. I love those people. I love hearing them. I love what they what they bring to the table when it comes to worship. But it's mm-hmm. not all about them. Like, mm-hmm. It's not about them. And I had to, to stop myself a couple times and just remind myself, like I'm here to worship. Like I'm here not to just yeah. sing this song or mm-hmm. to be in the room with so many awesome famous people mm-hmm. but i'm here to worship like i'm here to to grow and so that's something that um i think a big takeaway for me was coming out of it like i can listen to those people in my car mm-hmm. i can listen to all these speakers they've all got podcasts they've mm-hmm. all got messages out there mm-hmm. i can listen to that in my car um and so it's just something just a reminder for me to to take those moments when I'm by myself, take those moments instead of maybe allowing the enemy to come in and to flood my mind with thoughts and uh, temptations and all that stuff. Like use those moments. Like those moments are weapons just as much as the corporate moments are. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's kind of a, the long way around that takeaway. But I think that was something that I think the Lord just kind of hit me with. Like, yes, you're here. It's a great time. It's a, a big, a lot of people, a big conference, but you don't need all this to mm-hmm. worship me. Like you For don't sure. need all this. And so that's something that I definitely want to be more intentional with this year. Um, and just with my life, like in general. And so that's, that probably be my biggest. Yeah, for sure. I think that's great. I think everybody needs that. Even like going to church on Sundays mm-hmm. sometimes is that for people like yeah. that big corporate thing of like, Oh, I only kind of listen to somebody speaking, like mm-hmm. the message, reading the Bible, worshiping. I only do that on Sundays. Yeah, um, That's kind of that same thing. Like, no, it's not just a one-day thing. Like, you have so much time in your week. Like, spend five minutes right. reading the Bible, praying. When you're in the car, I feel like that's the the best time to to pray. You don't mm-hmm. have to close your eyes. You can just talk out loud to God. Close don't eyes. close your eyes, please. No. <laughs> um, put on worship music. Have a moment with the Lord. Um, but, yeah, it's that thing of, like, it's a huge, fun, great conference. Yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. But you got to be careful of like, yeah. okay, is that the only moment in the year that mm-hmm. like you feel that? Right. Like, no, you can, God's right there in your bedroom just like he was in the stadium. That's right. So great takeaway. I got that same challenge as well. It's like I need to spend more time with God by myself right. every day. Like it doesn't have to wait until there's somebody on a stage or we're in a, corporate setting like yeah you can do it alone you, you should sure. do it alone it was For meant sure. to be alone but also with people like it's meant both ways not just with people so great takeaway um passion conference was insane great time like you said maverick city was was awesome they didn't go on until like 10 30 at night on the last day and we're we knew that they were there so we're just like when are they coming on looking at the time because we had to drive back that night from atlanta back to Florence, Alabama, which is a four hour drive. And they finally came on and it was worth it. It was amazing. Like they're great. And I feel like it was probably one of the best worship moments. And, you know, God was in the building. I feel like people were, were getting set free of things. People were, were genuinely worshiping. And so don't regret it at all, but we didn't leave the parking lot in Atlanta until like 1230 in the morning. So we got back at faith church, at 4.30 in the morning. Um, I drove the whole way, drank two Monster Energy drinks. Pretty much you learned from that experience. <laughs> um, 
maybe to uh, have somebody else's name on the the like rental just in case so that they can drive as well because um, your boy was tired. I did not fall asleep. There was a few moments where I may have drifted for a second. <laughs> uh, but that second we monster, survived. we did, right? We're here. That second monster really helped. Uh, it was a weird feeling. I had super crazy energy, but my eyes were tired. So it was a weird feeling. Yeah, but yeah. Um, memories, I mean, right. like you got to have that stuff for a trip Dang, like that's that. That's right. So uh, great trip. Uh, glad to have gone. We're going to go again next year, like I said. So if you're interested, um, be looking out for that. So. Obviously, after a few months, because it's not till January 3rd through the 5th, which that's is right. another year away. <laughs> this is true. Um, but but yeah, that's all we got. Elam, thank you so much for yes, for taking some time and, and sharing your heart, sharing kind of a testimony about Passion Conference. Um, hopefully, this was challenging, inspiring to you guys. Elam, do you got any, any final thoughts, words for, no. for the people? I don't think so. Um, go to Passion 2023. Boom. There it is. Go to Passion 2023. Hopefully we'll take two vans Let's go. next year, but um, great Wait, time. I got, I got you on driving. There you go. Too. You can drive the other one maybe. Um, but yeah, thank you so much. Uh, yes, sir. Glad to if be you here. want to follow Elam on Instagram, Elam's at is, oh, does he know it? I don't. Know you it. can just search Elam Frakes. Yeah, I mean, you don't, if you know name. more Elam's than Elam Frakes. There ain't no other Elam, I don't think. So, if you want to find Elam on social media, Elam Frakes is his name. Uh, go follow him. He's a great dude. Um, message him. He'll be friends with you. Like he, I mean, I feel like people are scared to do that. Like if you need a friend, just message somebody on Instagram. And be like, hey, can we be friends? Chances are, we're gonna say yes. They're gonna say yes. I'll like, say yes. We'll be friends. So Elam's a great guy. If you don't know him, meet him. If you don't live near the Florence, Alabama area, meet him on social media. Come on. Um, but great time. Thanks for coming on. Glad um, to be here. Thanks for having me. That's all I got, man. Passion Conference 2023. Here we come soon. Let's go. Boom. Peace out, guys. See ya.